in the wide, wide world of sports is going on here. Broadcasting live from the greatest city in the world. Austin, Texas, baby. It's Bucky and Aaron. You guys want to play some twos? You know what? Actually, we're kind of in the middle of a conversation. B and E. What's B and E? Bucky Godbolt, Aaron Hogan on the Horn, 104.9 AM 1260 and hornfm.com. With the Longhorns play and Austin Talks Sports. You think we've gotten too radical with our message? Well, I got news for you. You ain't heard nothing yet. And if you don't know... Put them together for another Longhorn victory last night. 15 straight on the diamond. This time at College Station. Something they haven't done in, what, 13 years. 12 years. Went at College Station on a baseball game. We'll get you details, play some highlights. Hear from uh, David Pierce on the big win. Rodney Terry introduces the new head coach of the Texas men's basketball team. Been a big topic this morning. On the way to the timeout, we're talking about the Cowboys and the Super Bowl. How about that? Cowboys in the Super Bowl. T.Y. guaranteeing a Super Bowl trip. It's hard to talk about that, isn't it? I will say this. The Cowboys have had a great offseason. They really have. Uh, And, you know, you know me. This time last year, I was saying the Cowboys are having a terrible offseason. What are they doing? They were just in the divisional round of the playoffs and 12 wins, won the division. Why are they trading Amari Cooper? Why aren't they doing anything? Why aren't they trying to take advantage of this window? Uh, And obviously came to bear when the Eagles had a great offseason and went right past them. Uh, and played in the Super Bowl last year. So, uh, but this is the time of year where you build and and fill your holes and and uh, you know fix your roster. And I think the Cowboys have had a heck of a month, man. I mean, two weeks or three weeks, as long as it's been since they opened league business. Um, and the the shoring up of, of not losing key guys on their own defense. And now there's a report they're trying to bring back Jonathan Hankins, the big plugger, a defensive tackle. If they do that, I mean, it starts. It goes from A to A plus. What they've done so far to get Hankins to to plug the middle, Leighton Vander Esch returning uh, at linebacker, and then Donovan Wilson's you know staying on board at safety on top of the acquisition of Stephon Gilmore. You've addressed a lot of issues on your defense in a big, big way. I went into the offseason thinking they were going to lose some of those key guys and they were going to be needing to replace them through the draft. Instead, they built on it, didn't they? They did, and then on offense. You know they they you know they franchise tag Tony Pollard. They did the right thing vis-a-vis Zeke Elliott, and they cut him loose. Didn't let the loyalty blind them to the the, the right decision. So he's now, out. if they make that splash with that pick, well, and then they drafted and they traded for Brandon Cooks. And you know, to someone who watches every Texans game, I can tell you, Brandon Cooks is a good player. You know, he and Stephon Gilmore are very similar. They play as far as what their role can be. Um, you know, Stephon Gilmer is the perfect guy. Stephon Gilmore is the perfect guy to play opposite Trevon Diggs. Trevon Diggs is the number one corner, but teams would just go away from him in big moments, and they would pick on the other corner, and that minimized the Cowboys' pass rush. Stephon Gilmore is not a number one corner anymore, but he's he still scares you on the other side. He was the best corner for the Colts last year, and you know the same thing for Brandon Cooks. Brandon Cooks is still a good player, and he's only 29 years old. Uh, he gives you what you need because. You know this stat about Dak Prescott, that uh, last year among 40 measurable quarterbacks, uh, Dak Prescott um, threw into tight coverage the fourth highest percent of the time of of all 40 quarterbacks. So uh, tight window throws they measure, meaning your receivers aren't getting a lot of separation uh, and you've got to thread the needle. Uh, Prescott threw into tight windows the fourth highest rate out of 40 qualified quarterbacks. Part of that was teams able to compress the field because they didn't have anybody who could stretch the That's field. That's right. What does Brandon Cooks do? Stretches the field. 
uh, you know, you can go over the top uh, with Brandon Cook, something you couldn't do once you traded Amari Cooper. Yeah, and you weren't getting from Noah Brown or Michael Gallup, and that allowed teams to focus uh, on C.D. Lamb. Well, that opens it up for C.D. and Brandon Cooks. If he and Gilmore stay healthy, because that becomes my concern with veteran players like that, is can they stay healthy throughout the course of the season and be healthy, healthy at the, the critical moments of the year? If they do, those two guys are huge pieces of what the Cowboys do. Yeah, well, uh, Gilmore's the guy who can, I mean, is still a physical guy at his age. Yeah, he's still he he doesn't well, shy away from contact. Never did. Well, you're too. You're too he doesn't. He, athleticism is one thing, but he's long and his his he understands where his he needs game to be. IQ is yes. through the roof. He knows how to play leverages. He knows how to read coverages. He knows how to you know kind of to be ahead of the game. Guys, he's been with Bill Belichick. He won a Defensive Player of the Year award from corner for the whole league. That never happens. He's a good player, uh, and I think again health with a veteran player like that is the biggest question. Because if he gets hurt, you're kind of right back to where you were. If he stays healthy, you you have the perfect guy opposite Stephon Diggs or Trayvon Diggs, and perfect guy to help your pass rush get even better this year. And I think the same thing for Brandon Cooks. And that's why now with the moves that they've made, the draft becomes take the best player. Like we yes. don't we don't have to feel like last year they had to reach to take Tyler Smith because they needed a an offensive lineman desperately. Ended up not being a reach though. No, right, but but. But they reached for him because the when you say reach, Tyler Tyler Smith may have been there into the second round and beyond. They took him in the first round, uh, but it worked. Uh, I'm saying that this year, you can take the best player on your board. You don't have to fill a need this year, uh, and if that be, happens to be Bijan Robinson, then it happens to be Bijan Robinson. And well, Zeke might be back. They're not bringing Zeke back. I don't know. Reports are saying. I'm not buying. That. Price is right. What is he back for? Because well, as what is he back for? Because as expected, he's finding no suitors on the open market. That's what I mean. I mean, are they knocking the door down? But I, why is he back? I've said is all Is he along, coaching? Is he going to be on the coaching staff? You would have to have a new number, Stephon Gilmore. Took yeah, that's right. They've already given Stephon Gilmore his number. That's how much they thought of Zeke. See ya. Let me give 21 to Stephon Gilmore. Uh, but if, if Zeke, I don't know if Zeke will find a job until after the draft. We're to the point now. Where teams are pretty much done with free you know agency. Knowing Zeke will find a job, late October, November. I think it'll be when soon. When somebody's banged up. Well, because look, look, let's go through the timeline. The, the 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 windows of free agency, I don't say are over, but mostly over. Teams have filled their needs, and now it's about getting ready for the draft. The draft is in one month, so the, the draft boards. You're going to all these pro days, uh, to, to your you know, university pro days to finalize it. Then you get together in the final two weeks and three weeks and finalize your war room and your draft board. Uh, and then, you know, if you don't get the running back you want in the draft and you do, you go through the seven rounds and you don't get them, then you might double back on a guy like Zeke Elliott and say, okay, we didn't get, we missed on somebody. You know, somebody grabbed the guy we wanted, so we, we went a different position. You might double back on Zeke at that point. But, you know, that people are now looking for the draft. That's the next place to acquire talent and fill holes. And that's where, think about it for the Cowboys. The Bijan pick makes a lot of sense because you've already franchise tagged Tony Pollard. You didn't, you didn't. Sign him long term, but you bring in Bijan, and he can be the complement to to Tony Pollard in year one. But then next year in the offseason, you let Tony Pollard walk as a free agent, and Bijan becomes your feature back. Sure, that's that's smart drafting, and that's that you know that that's what the, what they did with Tyler Smith, bringing him in becomes your re- future replacement for Tyron Smith. Tyron Smith's going to keep playing as long as he can, but when Tyron Smith's ready to retire, Tyler Smith now with a couple seasons under his belt becomes his replacement at left tackle. That that's smart. Cowboys have done a good job with that. And at least this year, instead of not doing anything through the free agency period or making any trades, they have. And uh, that puts them in a position to, to take a B. John Robinson. Or, as I keep saying, maybe a tight end. I, I keep watching this film of this Darnell Washington at Georgia, and I'm like, why is, 
Why do people mock him in the second round? I don't get any of that uh, with the Georgia tight end who won two national championships. If you go watch his tape, Buck, he is a physical blocker. He's six, oh, no, he can get after you in blocking. He's six seven and 265 pounds, and yet you watch him for Kirby Smart's team blocking his ass off, taking out two at a time in that run game, and then you see him at the combine run 4-6, and you're like, hold on. And and jump like a and do short oh, no, and drills like a and he's got good hands, but it's just his separation. He is he is clunky when it comes to here's a guy up on you. You know what I mean? Well, now you can throw it high because nobody's going to out jump him. He's got a lot of things you can't coach. Oh no, six I mean, seven size, long arms, physical speed, four six five in the forty short shuttle drills like a receiver. I don't know. I mean, I I would love to see the Cowboys take Bijan. I think it'd be a great pick if he's there. But if they if they hand a card in and go with that guy, because look, think what what Mike McCarthy keeps saying. They want to be more physical. They want to be bigger, more more you know tougher. Well, a guy like Darnell Washington makes you tougher and more physical. You replace Dal- Dalton Schultz with that dude, who's you know bigger and stronger and faster. I like that pick potentially for the Cowboys. Yeah, I don't need know if a guard. I, I was going to say that I'm going to take an offensive lineman yeah. before I take a tight end. In the well, first the Cowboys round. may be in a position to to. Because one of these positions is going to slide to them, where they're going to be able oh, to take the kid the, from TCU. Is he that good? Avila, yeah, he's seen top of the second round, you know, top forty, top forty-five kind of player. Yeah, that'd be probably a reach at twenty-six. But at the same time, if you need an interior guard, yeah, for um, for next fifteen years, he yeah. had someone more physical than Connor McGovern was. Yeah, I, I think, think that's Connor fair. Williams was the year before. I think that's fair. Uh, if they take offensive line, you're not going to criticize that. If no, because if one of those really good interior guys slides, or even a tackle. That they can play at guard until he needs agree. to move can, can be there because uh, that they're really the Cowboys know who their starting five is on offensive line. They don't know who anybody behind them. I know well, this. If Bijan is there at that pick, you need to take him. You need to take the I, best player I, on the board because he makes your offensive line better as it is. Jerry you, Jones came out and said that Terrence Steele is the backup for both tackle spots. Who's the starter at right tackle? Uh, Tyler Smith is going to be the right tackle. Ooh, ooh, you, and then he's your swing tackle. Unless now? that was just Jerry. I don't like pulling the roster out of the back of his pocket <laughs> with some markings on it from the last time he's been in the I do, I do like what the Cowboys have done, and I think they've put themselves in a really strong position coming in the draft to just just take good players to to further add to the talent on the roster. They take Bijan. The I only will, negative I will of put them with the with the Eagles if that were to happen. I would put them right sure, with me the too. Eagles. Well, the only negative of Bijan is that he's not he likely is not a starter, and you're using your first round pick on a guy that. He'll be a complimentary player because you you franchise tag Tony Pollard. He's going to be your feature running back until after about game three when he's the guy who's breaking off monster. But runs. I'm talking about you're you're looking there. I'm talking about on April 27th or whatever the draft night is. You have to take a player. Are you going to draft a guy for the long haul that might be a complimentary player to you this year? Um, I'm taking a guy who then or, after as you said next year when I got to get ready to pay that guy yeah, the other no, one. I think that's smart. This guy will be a starter. No, no, I think that's a fair point. Well, if they run the ball as much as Mike McCarthy's been talking about, you really need two sure two full time backs. You know, fair enough. Let's get to your uh, other headlines and trending topics. We talked some Cowboys football in late March. Top Gun Equipment Rentals bring you the news every hour and the or every time in the eight o'clock hour. Longhorns. Baseball, 15 in a row now. How about the win on the road at College Station last night? Beat Texas A&M 5-2. Longhorns jumped out early with a two-spot in the first inning thanks to the reigning Big 12 Player of the Week, Porter Brown. Two RBI double. Uh, played it a couple. They also added a run in the third. Two more in the eighth. Five Texas pitchers held the Aggies. He did six hits. 
allowed single runs in the first and sixth inning. LeBaron Johnson Jr. earned the win with three wins, as the, three uh, innings as the starter. Head, uh, head coach David Pierce actually went to a pair of his weekend workhorses to preserve the W as uh, their Friday starter Lucas Gordon came in and pitched a scoreless seventh inning. Zane Morehouse recorded the final six outs, but that didn't come without drama. Ninth inning, Morehouse put the first two aboard with a hit uh, walk and a hit batter, uh, but he pitched himself through it. He coaxed uh, a fielder's choice, then a big strikeout, which brought the uh, potential final out to the plate. No balls, two strikes. Two outs, Morehouse, the stretch, and the 0-2 pitch to Cason Wells. Strike three called, got him looking, and the ball game is over. Nightmare comes through with another save, a six-out save, and the Longhorns have beaten the Aggies for the first time in five years. Yeah, 2018, the last time the Horns beat the Aggies. Of course, the Aggies beat the Longhorns in the College World Series a year ago to end the year. Uh, it's the first win for the Longhorns in College Station since 2011. Horns are at Oklahoma State for three this weekend. Earlier in the day on the 40 Acres, a lot of excitement as Rodney Terry was introduced as the new head men's basketball coach of the Longhorns. Uh, formally introduced to the permanent coach of the program, Packed House, and he says it's uh, a day he had always dreamed of. Like I always say to my guys every day, it's a great day to be alive, men. It's a great day to be a Longhorn. A 55-year-old Angleton native, played collegially at St. Edwards, previously the head coach at Fresno State and UTEP, came back to Austin as the associate head coach for Chris Beard before last season. He also was an assistant under Rick Barnes from 2002 to 2011. College basketball last night, how about Vegas, North Texas, top of Wisconsin, 56-54 to win the NIT semifinal game there. Mean Green closed the game on a 10-0 run. They advance to the championship game tomorrow night. They're going to play UAB out of the same conference. It'll be their fourth meeting on the year. The Blazers in the Mean Green. Uh, North Texas has won two of the previous three. One other college hoops note, the reigning Big 12 freshman of the year, Keontae George, announced yesterday that he is declaring for the NBA draft one and done in Waco from the NBA Basketball Hall of Fame class of 2023 announced yesterday, and it is a star-studded class. How about Dwayne Wade? The all-time Dallas Maverick, Dirk Nowitzki, Pau Gasol, Spurs legend Tony Parker all have been selected and are elected to the Hall of Fame. And alongside, uh, They'll go in alongside Spurs head coach Greg Popovich and WNBA legend Becky Hammond. Horn Headlines brought to you by Top Gun Rentals and Lawn Equipment. Tree limbs are on the ground and steel chainsaws are on our shelves. So come get them and any other equipment to help with storm cleanup at Top Gun. TopGun.net will shoot you straight. Hey, so I... Uh, Asked you this earlier, Ty, but you were distracted doing something else. What do you make of uh, Dwayne Wade going into the Hall of Fame the same year as Dirk? That's my least favorite NBA player of all time. <laughs> Every Dallas Maverick fan will tell you that. Everyone, because of the NBA Finals, that uh, Dwayne got all the calls and wrecked. rigged. Isn't it proved that, that I don't know was rigged? Proven, but yes, I think there's a lot of evidence that it was not completely on the up and up. But Dwayne Wade is a Hall of Famer, and obviously, when they retired the same year. Five years later, they were going to go in together. And so, they made fun of Dirk, too, in yeah. the 2011 finals when he was sick. That's right. And, um, of course, Spurs, you know, Tony Parker and Dirk went head-to-head in a lot of Western Conference battles over the years. Greg Popovich going in. Safe to say there'll be a lot of Texas flavor headed to that enshrinement. For sure. A lot of Spurs fans, a lot of I mean, Maverick fans. you got to go. They don't have sure. any Maverick fans, do they? Right there, what? Ty Anderson. I mean, like real Mavericks fans. Mav fan for life. Mav fan for life. See, what are you doing? You like a Minnesota saying? fan. I went to the NBA Vikings Finals fan last for time life. they were there. Huh? I was there at Game 3. They lost, but it was probably the greatest sporting event I've ever been to in my life. Greatest atmosphere. And Well, our previous uh, producer and now great host down in Houston, Brad Kellner, BK, he tells the story as a Ranger fan for life. I went to one of those games, too. That was... When he was in high school, he spent all of his savings on uh, going up to the, see the, uh, the Rangers play the St. Louis Cardinals in the World Series. <sighs> 
David Freeze. Oh. One out, one one strike away. Really, it's really known. the Cardinals. It's really known for Nelson Cruz not catching the oh, final. Oh, a can of corn. Why is that dude in the outfield in the first place? God. And then Lance Berkman, David Freeze. That's just a nightmare. That that is the worst. I mean, I hate to rub that. That's the worst. Don't finish the deal I can think of. You're about to win the World Series, and then of course two you, opportunities. You knew you were then going to lose the game seven. You just knew. Yeah, two opportunities to win. One strike away. And you, Natali Feliz. Natali Feliz. Threw some heat. And can of corny. Ugh. And, and for the Mavericks, right, the Mavericks came back and got a championship after Dwayne Wade and the Heat beat them. But, brother, that was even before Shaq. I mean, that was before LeBron James that joined the Heat. That was Dwayne. Shaq and Dwayne Wade back in the day, if you remember. But, I mean, at least the, the Maverick then got a championship, right? They got the 2011 yes, championship. But the Rangers, that, Rangers haven't gotten that World Series back. That's just, it just lingers, it just hangs out there. And now they've gotten really bad, and now they're trying to get really good again. But that's still brutal. Is that the is that Mavericks team the like most average, you know, just kind of team that's won an NBA championship in recent memory? I mean, there was old, Dirk was obviously the star, but beyond that, it was like Jason uh, Terry, as far Jason as star Kidd, power, Sean It was Marion. just a really good team. I mean, it was just a really good team. Sean Marion was a good player. JJ Barea. JJ, I mean, the current coach. Uh, Jason Kidd was a big part of that. He didn't mm-hmm. average a lot of points, but he was great with the ball, setting everybody up, playing defense. Who's their big main rebounder then? Uh, the big guy. Uh, Brendan Haywood. No, no, oh, no, no, and, no, no. Uh, Tyson Chandler. Tyson Chandler. Tyson Chandler was a beast. Yeah, that that was – and then they let him go, right? Remember right after yeah, the season? Yeah, that's when I thought, what the hell was that about? He won yeah. Defensive Player of the Year the next year for the yeah, Knicks. for the Knicks. And that was – I mean, Mark Cuban still gets hit a lot of heat for that, that he didn't let that team come back and defend its crown. And, and When they were going good, he just kind of – yeah, now they were all old. They were old, and so you can see Cuban saying, "Look, we got it. We got our championship. Now we can." His idea was he could use the popularity and with Dirk and and bring in another superstar and go bring in a free agent. And obviously, it didn't work. And they you know wasted Dirk's final years essentially. Um, Vince Carter there? No, he came the year after. After, after that, right? Yeah. When Chandler was gone, it says '86 Red Sox was worse. You're right. You're okay. I'll give you that one. '86 Red Sox. Has Bill the, Buckner. Has there been a football team like a, that's won a Super Bowl that you know everybody was kind of like, eh, that team, the Ravens maybe that one year? Oh, no, I'm t- no, we're talking about '86 Red Sox worst choking a championship oh, away. I mean, because the Rangers talk about the Yankees. I mean, if Nelson Cruz catches the damn ball, what was he doing? He was like five feet off. I mean, what are we doing? What kind of angle are you taking? It's just a pop up. Come on, on the warning Nelly. track. Go get the ball. It's the end. It's the final out of the World Series. He blamed it on the lights or something. Too. I know he did. <laughs> the sun got me. Yeah, fans want to hear that. Yeah. Oh, the lights got my eyes. The oh, best man. thing that's happened to the Rangers since then is when uh, uh, Odor punched Jose Bautista in the face. That was probably the coolest thing. And here, of course, here come the fans. Nelson Cruz would have caught it if it was a cheeseburger. <laughs> <laughs> that is still playing. No. Oh, yeah, yeah, he's still slugging. He is still slugging, but uh, that was brutul Yeah, the 86, 86 uh, Boston was, was terrible. The and Yankees' the, choke job was hurtful. Which one? Against the Red Sox. They had, oh. all, they had lost three in a row. Aaron freaking Boone. Come Award, on. The Warriors Boone. against Cleveland in the NBA Finals when they came back 3-1. Oh, yeah, LeBron and uh, Kyrie Irving working together was pretty good. Uh, How's Kyrie working out now? Everything getting better? We're good. Hey, what do you good. mean we're good? We beat the Pacers. Wow. 
They're they're ready for the season to be over. Yeah, see, like. I'm about to jump ship from the Vikings to the to the Lions with a fighting Dan Campbell's. I think I should do that this time in my life. It's time. Hold on, time out. To get Didn't a new we team. start this segment by you criticizing Maverick fans that there are no real Maverick fans, and now you're jumping from the Vikings to the Lions? Well, who doesn't want to be a, a Dan Campbell fan, though? Well, you can't criticize fans for being fake fans, and then you're jumping ship in it's your own time. division. It's time to jump out of there. The fighting Dan Campbells, they're liable, they're liable to get Lamar Jackson. Because they're not going to, if they think yeah. they're going to roll with they're who going they Jared have. Goff. They're Jared Goff was really good last he year. Was really well, Dan Campbell didn't roll out drafting a quarterback. Remember, they draft six. If there's a Will Levis or an Anthony Richardson sitting there more of a project at the quarterback position, they may take him, knowing that Jared Goff can man the ship the next couple of years and then hand it over if the, if the talent is too good. But I get the sense that they believe in Jared Goff in Detroit. And if they if they could have a premier player fall to them at six, I mean it could be top corner on the it, or they need secondary help. And for they, sure. they, well, they could be in a position to take the best corner on the board, uh, the kid out of Oregon or the uh, kid out of Illinois, whichever one they have ranked highest. Uh, go with it and solidify your corner. What do they position. have Ringo as a second round pick? Um, top fifty, top fifty. I agree with you on that, Keely Ringo. I think he's going to be a good player. Man, um, and that because somebody texted and said he, I saw a mock draft that had the Cowboys taking the Notre Dame tight end. All I'm saying with Michael Mayer, I like Michael Mayer a lot. He's probably more instinctual at the position than Darnell Washington, but Darnell Washington is a freak, freak athlete, and he's been proven as a good player. Gosh, come on, you see the remember? He's the game? not like freaky pitch. He's he's ten he, times the blocker when he's yeah, on. He's a legitimate our, inline tight end. Yeah, I mean he's Rob Gronkowski. I mean he can he can run help your run game and in your pass game, and he becomes a. You don't think a quarterback's gonna drop back and see that big dude at six seven across the middle? Come I'll throw on. it a little bit higher. Yeah. Go up and get it. Go back and watch some of the Darnell Washington tape. That dude, remember the game against Oregon when he caught a little flare pass and he started hurdling dudes, running people over? Oh, no, he can run with the ball. Golly, I like that player. Uh, As far as like a difference maker on an offense where you already got CeeDee Lamb and Brandon Cooks and Tony Pollard, that guy just becomes a real problem. Uh, A guy like that, uh, that tight end that just, what are you going to do with him? Cowboys Uh, fans, he's he's a, he's a, he's a, he's a more talented Billy Joe Dupree. (laughs) <laughs> That's who he is. Well, look, again, watch the tape. At, at, at Georgia, where they're running two and three tight ends, that dude's like a pulling guard. I mean, he's getting the corner, sealing the corner. Oh, no, he can seal the corner now. Yes. He, he can seal the in, end of line because he's as big as anybody else playing out there. I mean, I, well, Dalton Schultz didn't want to block anybody. Well, they knew better than that. <laughs> right. They were trying, and there were times when they were trying, and I'm like, what are you trying that for? He's not going to block that guy. Well, and that's my wonder with the Cowboys to bring this full circle and for our break is – Bijan there, if you take do you take a player like that in, yes. in the tight end and then take a running back later who can be the future at the position? I think there are some backs you get in the third round. Because what you do with Bijan, you then say, okay, Bijan's now here. He's playing. After one year, he's he's really playing. Well, he's, if, you, if you take Bijan, you've almost admitted that you made a mistake by franchise tagging Tony Pollard. Well, you also say that you say this. If, you, if, if Bijan is there with Tony Pollard and Dak Prescott still can't get it done, now it's time to go really look for a quarterback. Sorry. They just, That's a, they just extended the player. No. He's your quarterback. He's not. He, come no, off of that. No, no. Come off of that. No, no, no. If you get Bijan there and that guy doesn't – and he's still throwing 15 picks and throwing through cover, you know, into coverage, no, he's not your guy. Well, that stat we gave you would tell you he was always throwing into coverage because he threw into more tight windows than anybody. Oh, tight windows. That means there were arms and hands that tipping means the ball. guys aren't getting separation. The, guys yeah. aren't getting open. Uh, but, yes, that's Mike McCarthy's job now. Big Mac calling all the plays. He's not going to worry about it because they're going to run the ball. Uh, Mike McCarthy be fired before Dak Prescott's not the quarterback. Oh, you know that very Mike well. Mike McCarthy's in a 
win another Super Bowl. Oh, look at Ty is feeling risky this morning. What's wrong with you? Oh, boy. We'll be back. How are they going to do that behind the commanders? They can't do that. Speaking of the commanders, Their they, new uh, owner. they got two ownership bids of $6 billion. We'll get you the details on that. Talk about this Texas baseball team. Craig Way has got his Craig Way report before the end of the hour. And, you know, the gossip and the blitz is coming. It's Beanie. It's Bucky and Aaron. All right, we've spent the break while looking oh at the uh, annual tradition unlike any other, the annual NFL owners meetings head coaches photo. When all 32 head coaches gather. Yeah. In, uh, I'm going to have to say, Pete Carroll looks like he's, where's my applesauce there, Grandpa? <laughs> Come on. I mean, really, how old is he now? Pete Carroll's Pete Carroll. in his 70s, bro. Come on. A lot of people said he looks so young. I said he looks like he needs a bowl of applesauce. He looks young for his age, but he's got a look on his face like oh, he's yeah. uh, Mr. Rogers or something. Yes. Yes. I will also say... I. Somebody will tell me which coaches didn't make the photo because I think I only counted 29 when I counted them. Wasn't it the year that that um, Cliff Kingsbury looked like he was kind of disheveled for this, this no, photo? Cliff, or somebody Cliff missed never it. looks disheveled, dude. That dude shows up, but he's no longer a head coach in the NFL. I will hear, hear my observations from looking at this. They're sitting on chairs. They're outside at the uh, resort there in Phoenix. and then So there's a group sitting and then a group standing behind them. And I'll retweet this. But Bill Belichick and Andy Reid are sitting right in the middle together in chairs. And they look they look like they could be Mortimer and Randolph from uh, trading, pla- <laughs> trading Places. Come on, Mortimer. Come on. But, 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 trading Places yeah. duo, yeah. Because uh, Bill, Belichick looks like a math professor at an Ivy League college, which is not surprising. Yeah, I, I, I love uh, the commander's head coach. Ron Rivera looks like, yeah, I beat can I beat cancer and I'll beat your ass. That's Ron Rivera looks, looks good. That's, he, that's the one. He's in good shape. He looks like he's ready to go. Sean Payton, who's next to him, looks oh like he's God. making $18 million to be the coach of the uh, Broncos. Talking about TV, what TV has done to his rear end there. Yeah, and next to him is fly Sean McVay, who's looking like he's ready to go chase women. Supermodel. <laughs> he's looking good. Him and LaFleur. Him and Matt LaFleur together at the end. Yeah, that's a pretty funny picture. And, uh, yeah, Mike McCarthy, the Cowboys coach at the far right end. He goes, who is that guy? I said, that's Mike Tomlin. Yeah, he doesn't have a hat on. (laughs) I know, you think I should recognize the brothers. There's only four of them. Yeah, that's Mike Tomlin, the Steelers coach. But he doesn't have a hat on, so I don't recognize him. Who's the brother all the way at the end there? Uh, That's D'Amico Ryan's. Head coach oh, of the, oh the new head coach. Okay. He's standing right over the top of Mike McCarthy, who looks like he's taking a crap. So, <laughs> Give him some paper. Wow. Ty, you, you're the one that said that. I know. Yeah, I never said that. He's a, he's a looker. And I have to say there are at least four that I can't tell you who they are. Like, I don't know. I don't know. How's Mike McDaniels looking in there? He, he's there. He's sitting down. Uh, uh, yeah, there he is. He's right next to... Kevin Stefanski. What about Robert Sala? Is he like a mixer? <laughs> what? <laughs> what? I mean, what? Really, what? He, he's got a he's got a fabulous tan. No, he's yeah, he's a strapping lad. Yeah, he is standing between two of the coaches. I can't tell you who they are. <laughs> he doesn't know those. Is two. one of them Kevin O'Connell? I guess so. One one of them is Kevin. O- like this guy and this guy. I don't know. Um, the one on the on the on the right is Kevin O'Connor, I believe. Kyle right? You say so. Is that my That's guy? That's your coach. That's my guy. That's my coach. Where is Dan Campbell? Did he make, there he is, Dan Campbell, right back in the middle. Uh, now, he looks a little like he was out the night before, <laughs> or this morning. Cracked one open at 9 before the picture. Absolutely. They're out in Phoenix. It's vacation time. Okay, so there we go. There's I remember some, when the hobo used to be in there in that picture. 
Lovey Smith for one year. No, no, no. <laughs> Don't want the Lovey Smith. The guy used to coach the Chargers. Oh, Anthony Lynn. Anthony Lynn, yeah. Who I said, who's that guy coming in here, coming through the side I, door? I will admit, I, I had to. You had to tell me who Mike Tomlin was because he didn't have a ball cap on. Just <laughs> how I always see him. I had to say that he had to tell me who the head coach was of the Chargers when we were at the combine. I'm like who we walked right guy? past him. I said that guy just said, came hey, off the street. I said, hey, coach. He, he goes, hey, coach. I'm like, who, who is that guy? All right, somebody said retweet the photo. So I am retweeting the photo that we've been talking about because that would make some sense. And you can make your own observations of the look at the NFL Sala. Coaches. He's got that sweet caramel tan. And someone reminded us that it was Matt Rule who was the schlumpy looking. Oh, it was. Remember him? He was a mess. Yeah, he looked like he just like they called him said, "Come on, get down here for the picture." And he rolled out of bed and rolled up to the picture. Just put on a sweatshirt and came down here. Yeah, he was not looking prepared. Unlike Sean McVay, who's... Sean McVay is clean and ready to go. He's right out of GQ magazine. And I'm sure he's missing his guy Cliff. Because he and Cliff would roll together. Uh, And yeah, Matt LaFleur. Matt LaFleur from the Green Bay Packers. and looks looks like okay too, but yeah. There's your picture. Uh, We'll retweet that and have some fun with it. But the annual coach's picture from the... Yeah, this Harbaugh. Where is Lamar? He's thinking... The hell is Lamar playing or not this year? Well, you got to think John Harbaugh sitting there going, "The hell are we doing?" <laughs> because the one thing that never gets talked about with the Ravens is if they trade Lamar Jackson, who's their quarterback? Hello, hello. You got to make like the, you well, have your options. If you trade with the Colts and you do get that pick, then you can. Colts aren't giving you the fourth pick. That's why I keep saying the Colts will do it after the draft and they can give you next year's pick. Uh, they, they're not giving up the fourth pick. Uh, but then the problem becomes if they don't. They're going to have to get a quarterback with well, that right, fourth pick. Right, and if they don't take quarterback, because I think they can pull the Lamar Jackson deal, what if the Ravens, because remember, the Ravens can match any any offer he gets. Bring Flacco home. Joe Flacco still playing? He played for the Jets. He started games for the Jets last year. He uh, won a game. I know. Do not bring him home. Bring him home. Tubby Matt Rule. See what? Come on, man. <laughs> Tubby Matt Rule. be body shaming people. You were body shaming Big Mac. I know. I just said it looks like you're taking a crap. <laughs> we all know what that means. Well, no, that's how he's sitting. Oh, no, look at him. He does. He's looking like, hey, anybody got a roll over there? I'm, I'm done. Oh, you too. And I'm serious. Like Pete Carroll looks like somebody. I know he's a he's a really What's... handsome man for in his mid seventies, moving on towards eighty. But he does look like he needs a bowl of Jello Jello pudding right there. <laughs> Is it lunchtime yet? Bring me my Jello. I need to take a picture of the horn staff and put that oh out. Oh, my be good, God, too. he's That'd old. Be good. That'd be good. All right, there's and Ron LaFleur, I mean, that that dude, Matt LaFleur, Matt LaFleur is a, a young-looking dude. Yeah. Where's Shano at? Is Shano in pink he's right beside him? He's up top left corner. Third he over is? from the left, yeah. That's that's Kyle Shanahan. But, again, there's several I can't tell you. I can't tell you there. And, yes, <laughs> Andy Reid. Look at Bill Belichick. He, he looks like he'd be, like, teaching or physics at Cornell. But he's looking he's, for another concert to go to. Because I know we had the tweet, the conversation in Hot or Not yesterday that Meek Mill, the rapper, was telling Robert Kraft that uh, Lamar Jackson wants to play in New England. Supposedly, the, the New England trade is not going to happen. Which is, oh, it's not now? said it's just not going to happen. Okay. So you can forget about that. Well, I, don't, that I don't pretend to know how that's going to play out. And here's what I don't know. Could you take the franchise – could you rescind the franchise tag for Lamar Jackson, which would essentially make him a free agent, but at the same time, could you then work out a trade with a team that doesn't involve, you know, the two first-round draft picks? I don't know. I don't know what's going to happen Dude, with this. they need Lamar that to, draft pick. They, I mean – But Lamar doesn't want to be there. That's the whole thing. Now you have a quarterback. I agree with you 100%. It's the fact that I don't want to be playing here. Right. How hard am I going to really, really play? He like, pinned his goodbye letter. 
Yeah, he, well, that was that was that tweet, right? Yeah. He said he was goodbye to the the Ravens fans, but but I got to believe Lamar likes football enough. He does not want to sit out at this age, at this young age, twenty six years year. old, peak year, peak earning year. And last time they saw him, he was limping around the complex. Yeah, I don't able know. to play, but he didn't. I don't disagree with you at all. I just don't know how it plays out because he can say he wants to be gone from the Ravens, but the Ravens can match any offer he gets under the rules of the collective bargaining agreement which is going to lock him in with the Ravens for the long haul, right? If, if the, say, the Colts come in and say, okay, we're going to do this, or, you know, at, you know who should do it? The Atlanta Falcons. But they, they now say Desmond Ritter is their starting quarterback this year, uh, the, the second-year man out of Cincinnati. Uh, they should do it, but won't. I, I, this is where I will keep, keep wondering if someone's not – they're playing poker, and they're going to do it after the draft so they don't have to give up this year's draft pick. And they can use the 2024 first-round pick and 2025 first-round picks to make this happen and acquire Lamar Jackson. Says Pete Carroll wears diapers. Stop. Come on, man. Andy Reid is the most relaxed cat there out of all those guys. I got me some Super Bowls in my back pocket. I got Patrick Mahomes playing for me. And all you guys looking for quarterbacks, I got this guy. You know how he's relaxed? I got Patrick Mahomes. Exactly right. I got Patrick you know, Mahomes so I can wear – and he always wears the, the Hawaiian shirts. Oh, yeah, he's – as cool as can be there. He is. Well, I just won a Super Bowl. And I'll say, well, we'll get back into this in the next hour because uh, Richard Sherman, the former Pro Bowl cornerback of the Legion of Boom defense, on a podcast went after Patrick Mahomes a little bit and Josh Allen and called them out for not standing more firm on guaranteed contracts. Because they don't want to be selfish? Well, look, a, a player's union member would like you to be selfish, right? Because your, your deal impacts everybody's deal. And I said this earlier, this is why the baseball players' union is so strong, that they don't let you take less, even if you want to, because it impacts everybody's money. Uh, and the p- baseball union has been so strong for so long because the players stay united on that. But it also, so Sherman went after Patrick Mahomes and Josh Allen on this podcast for not, because Kirk Cousins got a fully guaranteed three-year deal, remember, from mm-hmm. your Minnesota Vikings. He was and, also, was he not, um, for two years, well, yeah, because he was guaranteed as a, the franchise tag right. player. He got franchised for two years. Two years. Three. Three years? Or two. No, it was two years he was franchised. And then he went to Minnesota. So yeah, he's been yeah. he's had a guaranteed salary for five years now, Kirk Cousins. And Sherman, and then, of course, Deshaun Watson got the guaranteed deal from Cleveland. And Sherman was saying, well, come on, Mahomes, and come on, Josh Allen. You guys should have stood firmer on guaranteed contracts. But the easy retort is, you know, baseball's not a salary cap league. The NFL is a salary cap league, Richard. And Patrick Mahomes knowing, I'm going to make $500 million potentially with yes, this pick. And I'm going to do endorsements. I'm going to make plenty of money. But if I do take a little less, we can have a better team and, and I, I can win Super Bowls. Right. Which is how Tom Brady did it year after year and took less, much less than market value. So if you combine rookie court, quarterbacks on rookie contracts like Russell Wilson was and Tom Brady and, and a guy like uh, what Mahomes is doing, taking less than he could get guaranteed to, to help the cap, those are the teams doesn't playing in the Super million, Bowl. Doesn't $500 million seem to be enough? But that's not all guaranteed, right? It's not all guaranteed. That A lot of that is not. So really what matters to the to the Chiefs is what they're paying him against their cap every year. Right. And he was willing through his agent, Lee Steinberg, to make that flexible. And, you know, he'll, he'll defer, defer money at times, too. And and what Richard Sherman and other players are saying is, no, 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 no. If we're Go gonna, get your money if now. If we're ever going to get to guaranteed contracts like the other leagues have, we have to push for it. But at the same time, Patrick Mahomes wants to win. You're not winning if you're a $50 million cap hit every year to your team. You can't build the rest of the roster out. Um, so the, that's the question. It's a, it's a salary cap league. Baseball's not capped. You can spend as much as you want. 
which is why it's right to stand firm and say, hey, I want every nickel and I want it guaranteed. Uh, but that's the Richard Sherman flap. But I, I, I don't, I, I'm sure Patrick Mahomes isn't sweating it too much because he's got another Super Bowl ring and a Super Bowl MVP. Just come off the greatest quarterback season of all time. Uh, he's doing okay. He's doing okay. We'll be back. Uh, load up your blitz. It could get a little rambunctious today. We like that on a Wednesday. Also, a little uh, salacious gossip up in there on this Wednesday. But first, Craig Way. Where you get that from? Did someone tell you that? Did someone tell you that? Because I ain't for no games, okay? No games, just the gossip brought to you by Bud Light, the icy, cold, frosty Bud Lights. Hope you had some good ones last night watching or at the Texas-Texas A&M baseball game last night. You know, Major League Baseball opening day, Buck, is tomorrow. Tomorrow. The opener. What's better than a uh, a ball game, a hot dog, and a Bud Light? Come on now. Yeah. Dell Diamond opens this weekend with a homestand. We'll preview that coming up later in the week. Looking forward to it. So many opportunities to enjoy the icy cold Bud Light, which are the official domestic beer par- partners of the Texas Longhorns. The Texas X is in the Texas OU game. Raise the Bud Light to Rodney Terry, the new head basketball coach at the University of Texas and fellow St. Edwards alum. Now, is that the, only time, you, is that the only time you eat a dog is generally at a ball game? Yes. You don't. I, I don't. Yes. I don't. You don't just. That's never on the menu nope. during the course of a whole year at your house. Is nope. It? If I'm at a restaurant, enough, I'll if, go to Seven Eleven and get one. Ugh. Oh my! God. Off the weenie off rotisserie, the rotisserie thing. thing? Oh, they're, are there wings at Seven Eleven? Quality, quality product. Yeah, but they're how you know me. I'm a Seven Eleven guy. I'm an advocate of Seven Eleven. I know. I am too. But you know the rotisserie. You know when they don't have little tongs there. I mean, when, so you touch them with your hands and turn them over and stuff too. Like I see the dudes they do. They have tongs. Come on, man. You think the the guys are using tongs? (laughs) No, they're just rolling them with their fingers. That's disgusting, Ty. Come on, man. No, I don't. Like, even at a restaurant. But I hear Jeff Howe and uh, Craig on Light the Tower talking about going to the Wiener Schnitzel all the time. It's it's only a a baseball delicacy. I've never had anything from Wiener Schnitzel. But they taste really good at a baseball game, which is so, it would be logical. Why don't you eat them other times? They're really good. Go up north and get yourself the pizzle. Oh, gross. (laughs) The gross. Speaking of food, how about this? Woman in Australia has gone viral after she videoed her trick. She she went to a concert where you could bring food, but you couldn't bring alcohol, right? You could bring like a basket of food. Sure. And they checked her. She took a big loaf of bread and hollowed it out and snuck Put a, a bottle. wine bottle in there. Very nice. That's smart. Come on Smooth. now. Good work by you. Just want to give away the, the flask in the boot. Yeah, they didn't catch her. She uh, she you know, she's poured it out of the the, the uh, out of the bread. Out of the bread. Nice, good <laughs> out of the job. Bread. Got to enjoy the wine instead of spending you know twelve dollars a glass on wine. Ty, you wouldn't waste that bread, would you? Hey, uh, if you're you know me, I always like to, I always like to give you the the space. Yes. Updates. You love the going in space. You love the eclipses and the. I mean the last one. Sun- we never see another yeah, one. Yeah, no, you not for a while. Okay. Well, just after sunset tonight, I believe it's tonight. This tonight. This is from the Washington Post. Okay. So tonight, immediately after sunset, five different planets are going to line up. You'll be able to see Venus, Mars, Jupiter, Mercury, and Uranus. Because we're getting Uranus very too? big in space. That's right. Very big in space. And we'll see Uranus, too? Yes. That's the last one. you got to look hard to see that one. But yeah, <laughs> Venus. That's the finale. They're going to form an arch stretching from the in the end of the evening sky. Okay. So Venus, Mars, Jupiter, Mercury, and Uranus will all be seen tonight right after. I am, because you know the last phenomenon I saw was the space station when it went above my house. See? That was awesome. And you saw it, right? And I saw it. Yes, I did. Very clear. So tonight, right after sunset, yell at your wife and say, honey, come out and see Uranus. There you go. <laughs> I think I and will Jupiter do that. And Venus. Uh, how about this? This is from the uh, Daily Mirror in the UK, but this is a story out of Colorado. A woman who's been married, they're going with this guy, three kids with this guy, 
They do their, uh, what was it, two, what's it called, 24 and Me or 23 and Me? Okay. Turns what'd she out, find out? Turns out they're cousins, bro. They're related. Too late. That's, that spit has been swapped. It's on now. Related. Her long-term partner, Joseph, took the same test. Bombshell. They're cousins. I always thought my cousin but Kathy they're, was they're, really hot. But they're not breaking up. They're sticking what? with it. They have three kids together. Well, if you've gone and done the deed. What do those kids look like? <laughs> five legs. She now calls her her husband her cousin. Oh. That's cool. Where do these people live again? Colorado. Oh. Colorado. No, not West Virginia. Colorado. Well, I mean, would you just break up? Would you just end it? Said, oh, we got to stop. We're cousins. Well, we've been married for 13 years. Can't stop We got now. three kids. Can't stop the feeling. I didn't know. You didn't know. As long as they're not first cousins. I'm glad I never kissed my cousin Kathy. I always wanted to, but I didn't. I didn't do it. She's really pretty. Because well, you knew she was your cousin. I knew she was my cousin. That's right. I knew right from wrong then. Let's go. Should have moved to Arkansas. You could have married her. <laughs> Let's go to your blitz. The Bucky and E Blitz. The Morning Blitz brought to you by Apple Leasing, where you only have to pay for the new half of the car or truck. The half under factory warranty in any make, any model. Click AppleLeasing.com and see how easy it is. They should get divorced right away. All right, first Blitzer, you're up. Mm -hmm. I think it's safe to say that Cliff Kingsbury did not miss posing for that coach's picture. He's got more important things and better things to take care of. That's That's true. true. That's true. I saw his girlfriend at the beach. Are they back from Bangkok? Never. They, they never, never stopped. They never stopped. Next Blitzer, you're up. Hey, Aggies. I got something for you so you can wipe up them tears. Wow. These burn orange nuts. <laughs> Next Blitzer, you're up. Coach. Yes. Yeah, is uh, Ty leaving the show to go work with Skip Bayless? I mean, that take on McFaddy winning a Super Bowl with the Cowboys? Come on. <laughs> Come on, we don't say that word here. Next Blitzer, you're up. You say that five of the planets are aligning today? Yes, tonight. Uh, oh, yeah. You know what else is aligning with my uranium? This is Tim Duncan. <laughs> oh, my gosh. <laughs> Next Blitzer, you're up. Yeah, this is uh, Beth. Uh Kearney? Yeah, I don't know about eating some hot dogs, but I'll eat some hot cats. <laughs> Jeez. Next Blitzer, talk to us. Coach Rodney, the bar's been set. No suspect. Oh! Shut it down! Let's go home! Hey, Rodney said as much yesterday. The bar doesn't change. We want to be a Monday night program. Cut the nets down on a Monday night. There you go. Uh, finish that Elite Eight game up and... I'd say this for Rodney Terry. He showed me a lot in this run. and I knew he was, a, he was a great connector of people and a great recruiter and dynamic personality, but I thought his X's and O's were on point in this tournament. And unfortunately, against Miami, he didn't have his biggest piece to play in Dillon DeSue. And uh, when a team went four guards against him, or five guards against him, he couldn't go to a big man. And uh, that's... That was that wasn't kind of like handcuffed by an injury. That's unfortunate. I like Rodney Terry. I know a lot. there's still time to, to to make decisions, but is his entire staff staying with him, or is, is well, that's, been... that's what he indicated? You know, they are. Yeah, he's, they well, want he's, to. He's got to meet with CDC on that. Sure. And make you know, we got to meet with those coaches and make sure they want to be back. And um, but it sounded like it. it sounded like cool. as much consistency and continuity as they can build into the program, they're going to. That's it. He said his first task was was to meet with all the players and meet with the coaches, and let's uh, move forward. All right. Uh, more on that coming up. Also, the PGA has moved from Austin to San Antonio. 
We'll preview that coming up. The Valero Texas Open tees off tomorrow. Get a full preview. Also more on Rodney Terry, more on the Longhorns win at Aggieland. Having a great time with you on Wednesday.